This is the Fog Pod, an extension of the Fog Horn. This is the Fog Pod. We're reporting on the reporting of the Fog Horn. We're reporting on the reporting of the Fog Horn. This is the Fog Pod. We're reporting on the reporting of the Fog Horn. Welcome back to another season of the Fog Pod, where we report on the reporting of the Foghorn. I'm Sarah Armanderas, a voice you've never heard before. I'm the returning scene editor and the first time Fog Pod host. If you're wondering, well, where's Miles and Katie? It's because Miles is chilling in Paris, France, abroad this semester, and Katie is kicking, you know what, doing USF in DC. So you're stuck with me for this episode, and Every episode after this, you should expect a different voice from the Foghorn breaking down reporting from this upcoming week's issue. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing the one and the only Charles Choi. Say hello and introduce yourself. My name is Charles Choi. I am a sophomore media studies major with the film studies minor. You're 2019's first artist spotlight. The first one. Ooh. And thanks to Kate Segarra and her interviewing, we got to learn a little bit about your filmmaking. That's Ooh. that's from that's what I understand. And this is true. Uh, Will Wynn took some sick photos. He did. He made me look a lot better than I actually look. Um, you're not wrong. That, <laughs> that's his job. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. Good. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about the film you mentioned <clears throat> in the interview. Sorry, I'm just tired. You mentioned that it's an experimental film, but mm-hmm. I kind of want to learn a little bit more about the actress behind it and what your thoughts were going into filming. Yeah, for sure. So, Sorry I'm Just Tired was a film that I made for a class for video production. Um, it was something that I had in mind for a while, and it was a good way to produce it. Mm-hmm. Um, with most of my films, there is like a basic storyline with a d- deeper meaning under it. Um, for my film Socks that happened for this past Campus Movie Fest, it basically is in its first layer a story about a boy who cannot see color and he finds a magical pair of socks that lets him see color. But the underlying meaning of that whole story is about things like abandonment and deeper familial issues. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry I'm Just Tired was a film that I took a bit of a different route because it was one of the first stories I wrote that everything you see as an audience member is pretty much what you get as an audience member. Um, Everything that is struck in there with meaning is apparent on screen. Mm -hmm. It's not completely experimental, but I tried to implement some experimental tactics inside it with visuals. Um, So Sorry I'm Just Tired is a film that is about a girl. And this story takes place around just one single day in her life. So this girl, who is unnamed throughout the entire story, she is a depressed insomniac. And that's something that you see from the beginning to the end of the film. And this story was largely based off of my personal experiences with insomnia and depression. probably being the most personal film that I made. The actress behind it is one of my very good friends, Amber Love Hazelwood. Um, She actually doesn't go to USF, but I met her through some mutual friends here at USF. Um, There are certain parts of the film where you 
can see part of what she personally went through. Mm -hmm. And during the healing process, that also was very helpful. Like there are scenes when she is crying and that's something that she actually had to find in herself from her own memories to pull out that emotion. So it was also a film that she could relate to. It's not a happy film. Um, definitely an interesting take that I've done with this whole right. story, but it I would definitely say it is by far the most personal story that I've written and finally produced. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I know I was able I was able to view it before we talked today and it Ooh. was really moving. It was really really raw. And I think that, you know, aside from the films that I've seen coming from student filmmakers, it definitely was on, you know, a different end of the spectrum in terms of, you know, experimental and I think she's a, she's a great actress. Oh, I yeah, thought that was sure. really really cool. Um well, I want to shift gears a little bit because mm -hmm. we don't have all the time in the world, but it's Oscar season. It is Do award you, season. Are we into Oscar-nominated films? Or are we are we keeping an eye out on um, people nominated for Best Actress, Best Actor, Best Best Film? I think growing up, I was very interested in what people produced, what people put out there, and what won. And I was in that mindset that, oh, like you win an Oscar, you're the real deal. Mm -hmm. You're the best thing out there. If it's your film or it was your acting, you're like the top right. dog throughout this whole industry. Um, but then growing up and seeing how things happened in our current society, I actually began to shift a bit away from the Oscars. Mm -hmm. It's also something I can talk about once in a while, but it's not really something that I care too much about. Because we see in the past couple of years how there were definitely people that were favored, mm -hmm. definitely films that were favored not right. because of its quality or the content, but because of um, the person behind it. And we know that there is a very large, not even just a belief, it's it's true. People like very wealthy, rich, white men mm -hmm. are usually the ones who have right. their acting Small wins. Small group exactly. of the same people. Exactly, that or their films winning. And there were a lot of people boycotting the Oscars because of that in the past which I definitely saw as true. Like, one thing that affects me is the lack of Asian representation in the film industry. Okay. And how that pretty much never gets any spotlight in the mm -hmm. Oscars. Um, if I'm being honest, if there is something that I would want to win for this Oscar season, it would be the film Crazy Rich Asians. Okay. Because that movie was an experience I'll never forget. Because Hollywood is known to be very secluded, yeah. exactly. And that is an issue that has been rooted in the film industry for decades. So I think until that issue is fixed, the Oscars will also continue to remain broken per se. Right. I mean, it's fun to watch. It's fun to see this or that. When I recommend a movie, I'll be like, oh yeah, like this won an Oscar or this person won an Oscar for winning, but it's not really something that I personally would hold as a standard for content. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I'm on the same page. I'm really glad that the conversation is starting to shift away from, um, you know, just just who's nominated and and the type of groups that are being nominated. And the conversation is shifting towards uh, change. And while it may be slow, it may be very very gradual. Um, I think we're starting to take baby steps maybe mm -hmm. in the right direction, or at least I like to think so. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing, yeah. especially with films like Roma, Crazy Rich Asians. Mm -hmm. Even though I am a diehard A Star is Born fan till the day I die, um, I agree with you. I think that's really beautiful. Um, so let's 
let's go off in a different direction. For sure. You're in CAB. You're a part of CAB. You're on campus. I am. It stands for the Campus Activities Board, and we are one of the student organizations on the UC fourth floor. But it includes a lot of um, very legit organizations Mm -hmm. uh, because there's a separation between the CSOs Mm -hmm. and the green and gold organizations. Um, So the Campus Activities Board is an organization where we plan, manage, and execute events for students to attend on campus. Um, Most students know our events as Don's Night Out or Donnaroo, the big concerts. Mm -hmm. Um, We had our Fright Night around the Halloween season. We had our roller rink a couple months ago. We have our carnival at the end of the year. And what we do is we as a group of students try to find the best way to bring entertainment for the students to enjoy. Great. What's your specific role at CAP? So my position is the street team director. Okay. Um, My committee and I, we try to spread the news about CAP or student leadership or especially CAP events to the student community. We are the ones that kind of get in students' faces and are like, hey, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to bother you real quick. Yeah. We have an event coming up or or join our board or something. Like, we directly communicate with a lot of students. We're like the the hype committee. We're the very hype loud. committee. Yeah. I like that. You should just rename it hype committee. Rebrand. It's, might as well. It's time to happen. Yeah. Um, so, Donnaroo, you mentioned that. It's coming up. How's mm-hmm. the planning process been like? So, Donnaroo's planning process has been definitely a bit stressful. Not going to lie. Um, but that's also the beauty of CAB. And when you work with students who are so dedicated to an organization mm-hmm. and dedicated to helping the student community, it makes your job a lot easier too. Right. Um, and for Donnaroo, we try to go as all out as we can. Mm-hmm. And so far, um, it's been getting better every semester, our concerts. Well, we're coming up on it too. We are. Next month, right? This is true, March 23rd. March 23rd. Mm-hmm. Uh, so between you, me, and all the listeners at home, Okay. Who are we going to see at Donnaroo uh, this year? So. You can trust me. We're pals. We know each other. We are pals. This is true. Um, however, this, the information that I cannot tell you goes beyond just our dimension. Mm. That's beautiful. That's I deep. I can't. You can't? I can't say it. But. but would, a, would a 20 fix um, that? Or. Um, may, maybe. Maybe a, or like a calf a sandwich? Two hundred. Uh, uh, uh oh. <laughs> Maybe the opposite of that. But we are announcing the artist very soon, our headliner. Our headliner? Because, yeah, this okay. Thursday we have our DJ competition in which student DJs will perform, and the winner of this competition will actually open up for the artists at Donnaroo. Okay. And during this DJ competition is when we will, one, announce who the headliner is, and two, be giving out free Donnaroo tickets. Last year's Donnaroo, when we had two headliners, Amini and Tanache, mm-hmm. we really lucked out on them, and they were amazing. Show. We did, or we almost sold out of tickets. Um, Interesting. Yeah, we kind of changed things up. Setup was a bit different. Having two headliners instead of an opener and a headliner was a different route we took. We actually had the second floor balcony area be a 21 and over section which are we expecting that this year as well we are indeed so for anyone who's 21 and over 
can come enjoy the area and the drinks that will be provided for them. All right. All to my eligible juniors and seniors out there. We're going to catch you on the second floor balcony. All right. So to end this fair and square, I want to thank Shores Trio for the intro and outro music. Megan Carwana for engineering this beautiful podcast. And to Charles Choi for keeping it real and promising a pretty lit Donnaroo.